Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Recap Show. It is Monday, November 8th. I'm your host, my name is Chris, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, I'm here too. You're joining us for One Division Episode 5 on a very special episode. Yes, <laughs> it was a very special episode. It was, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is our recap show where we recap a comic book TV show. And for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing One Division. Um, the first four episodes I really enjoyed. I love them so far. This one was for sure my favorite so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. This is my initial reaction for episode five. And pardon my language. Fuck this show, man. What, what are you talking about? Dude, dude, quit playing games with my heart, WandaVision. <laughs> I'm on the same boat, but I'm in love dude, with this episode. Come on, man. Uh, just do it. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Uh, 99% of this episode, fantastic. Love it. We're back uh, in the MCU. The last 1%, yeah, fuck this yeah, shit. I know what you're talking about. We're going to get to that. And <laughs> I can't wait to rub it in your face. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's start from the beginning. Yeah. We, we know what happened in the past. Uh, Monica Rambeau got into the town and then she got kicked out by Wanda and everything's all weird now. So we're catching up with her and we're catching up with Wanda and Vision. Yeah, which we're sure in the 80s era, right? 80s, 90s, maybe late, early 90s. Um, and we're doing Perfect. a full Stay house, there. <laughs> full house, step by step, family matters, maybe type of sitcom. And I'm in love with maybe it. Maybe a little bit of growing pains. Yeah, yeah, that too. Because um, we got that. Um, like wood uh, setting, right? With also the stained glass uh, in the, mm-hmm. the windows. It looks beautiful. You just feel like you're in that expensive San Francisco house. What did you think of like, you know, the fake t- sitcom intro? Uh, oh, you mean the cold open? Yeah. Well, like, you know, they have the sitcom has its own intro and it was like, you know, the 80s style where it's like painting the <laughs> Oh, image, yeah. Okay. You're talking about the, the theme song and how that goes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That was the best so far. Because <laughs> we, okay, we got like growing pains with the, the, the pictures changing, right? And then you got mm-hmm. full house when we're uh, running across the lawn. I love it. I mean, there was also that joke with vision where we have like baby vision and toddler they, vision. Baby vision is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, who cares about Grogu? I want baby vision. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. As we get into the, the beginning of the episode, we see Wanda. She's holding the baby. Vision's holding the other baby. And they're just mm-hmm. going through the throes of new parenthood, right? They, they can't keep their babies quiet. Right. Crying nonstop. Um, Billion and Tommy just won't give up. They are trying to like put him to sleep. They put him in the little cradles. And then um, Agnes shows up, their neighbor. Yeah, Agnes, she's got her like jazzercise outfit on. And um, <laughs> she shows up out of the blue hearing that the the new neighbors, the new parents have some uh, babies that need some babysitting. So she lends a hand and is ready to uh, babysit, right? But Vision's worried. You know, he's a new dad. And he's not really too sure about letting her take care of the, the, the new babies. Yeah, she's like, maybe you shouldn't even touch them, whatever, right? And this is like kind of like off script. Like, what's going yeah. on? This is not what the director, Wanda, wants me to do. So Agnes doesn't know what to say. It's almost like, should we should we go back? Should we redo the scene? Cut, you know. <laughs> she just wants to go like, uh, should we retake it from the top? That didn't go as we expected. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh Wanda just brushes that off and they have to just continue with the scene. But Vision sees that. He's like, Wanda, did you just what was why is Agnes acting so weird? Right. What was that? Like, that was so, like, off character or whatever, right? 
And I think this is like the first inclination of Vision and Wanda not being on the same page, if we will, not being with the same plan or whatever. Yeah, not seeing eye to eye. I totally see that too. Um, so Agnes is doing her babysitting thing. And would you know it? The babies are quiet, right? They, the uh, parents go to the cribs, but they're not there. Where the heck are they? They turn around and they're grown up a bit. They're like toddlers. They're like five years old. And Agnes doesn't bat an eye. She's just like, oh, kids, they grow up so fast or whatever, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Like that, that would be totally strange if your <laughs> babies all of a sudden were uh, ready for kindergarten. I, uh, w- when they turned around, I kind of jumped up. I got kind of freaked out because I mean, toddlers <laughs> kind of scare me a bit. <laughs> they could, I think toddlers <laughs> a little bit evil when, when you just show up out of nowhere. I gotta say. Uh, okay, now we jump out into reality. We see Monica yes. Rambeau. She's getting her medical review um, at their like military base, whatever that is. Um, she's getting a whole diagnostics and up or down her body. And the technician notes the sh- machine might be broken because we see there's like just blank, the, the screen, whatever's popped out of the machine. Yes. And this, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or if it's proof of Monica's powers from the comic books where she is, I think one time called like Spectrum or something like that, where she has like electromagnet light powers or something like that or energy. I I don't know exactly her powers, but like, could this be a hint? Yeah, of that? I think it's it was photon, right? And that was the okay, uh, yeah. the nickname on her mom's like placard or whatever, right? Yeah. So uh, something's up with her. Does she have a power set? I don't know. Maybe from Captain Marvel. But we get a debrief at the military base, and Agent Jimmy and Darcy, right? They're they're talking through right. what's what's going on uh, with Wanda inside the hex. Yeah, and they're trying to explain, like, well, what did you remember from being in there? She's like, I don't remember that much. Like, I remember it was, like, painful or something like that and traumatic and terrifying and and just, like, being under control there, right? Yeah. Under Wanda's control. And and then they do, like, a whole debrief with everybody, with uh, Director Hayward and all this stuff. And they're trying to explain, like, okay, so the threat is Wanda. She's not being held in there. She's the one holding everyone else in there. Right. Monica doesn't see it that way. But Director is really, like, pushing forward that he's she's the one controlling everything and the one we have to really keep our eyes on. We even see a video of Wanda uh, stealing Vision's corpse, right, At wherever yeah, that's they kept cool. his corpse after uh, Endgame. Yeah, I guess Sword had Vision's body after Endgame, and we see it, and it was like dismantled, like limbs and and the torso was all separated yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I think this like just like enraged her, and that's why she kind of just like took Vision's body away and like trapped him and all the residents of Westview, so that no one could like harm them anymore, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe she was just there to like bury him in some way, but kind of broke in that scene. That could be the case. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think of that. Uh, on a lighter note, we jump into this sitcom and uh, the two kids, the two toddlers now, they are bathing a new dog that they found that they want to adopt. Yeah. <laughs> and the the dog is there. It's like a puppy, right? And then um, it's almost like a, a back and forth with Wanda and Vision, like whether or not they allow these the boys to keep this dog. Agnes shows up with a doghouse already. Like she's prepared yeah. for this, right? Yeah. And then they allow the, the kids to keep it. They name it Sparky. But they're like, first, like, you're not old enough to have a dog yet. You're not responsible enough. You're not old enough. And they're like, well, how old is the right age? And then Vision's like 10 years old, and then the boys like just grow to 10 years old. Yeah, I mean, they got powers too. They they have minds for their own. I don't know. So after that whole debrief at the base with the director, Monica's kind of like talking through what went down inside 
the hex. That's what Dr. Lewis calls the the hexagon yeah. that is uh, taking up the whole space of Westview. Um, the hex. Yeah. They um they mentioned that, oh, those twins must be just like holograms or simulations, right? But... Monica says, no, those are her real kids, right? Yeah, like they're they're real. They're actual like matter. They exist. And Darcy, Dr. Lewis is like, to actually create something that is there physically would require like unbelievable power. And they're arguing like whether she can do it or not. And, and Monica was like, yo, she almost beat Thanos on yeah. her own. She's She is that strong. No one else even could lay a finger on Thanos. And then uh, Wu was like, well, Captain Marvel almost did. And like almost automatically Monica wants to change the subject because she doesn't, yeah. I don't know if she doesn't want to reveal that she knows Captain Marvel or if the powers both coming from Infinity Stones, maybe Monica is affected by that too. Maybe she, her powers are from the Infinity Stones. I don't know. But like you could see like she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. It really looks like a touchy subject. But then Monica notes that, okay, well, if, if it's a simulation, right? If they're, if it's just like in our perception, she's just changing her perception. Let's go take a look at the clothes that I was wearing when I got booted right. out of Westview. So they go to the lab, they see it, and she does right away. She shoots with a gun. She shoots the clothes and they just bounce off. All these bullets just bounce off. Um, she notes that her clothes before she jumped in was made out of Teflar. So Wanda actually just like remade the clothes into these new styling and everything. She rewrote yeah. reality. So it's still using like the same matter. It's just like redone to fit her world, which was then in like the 60s, 70s. So they're like, well, what if we put something in the hex that already fits that time frame? Then she won't have to change it. Then we could like use it, right? And this leads them to use a drone that did exist in the 80s. Jumping into the TV show, right, in the sitcom, uh, Vision is inside of uh, computational services, his, his work, right? We saw yeah. that in, the I think, the first episode. But it's all new high tech now because they're revealing all the, the new computers, right? Those big right. box high tech. It's got a keyboard and everything. <laughs> and um, Norm's joking about... Uh, you know, sending an ele- electronic mail and he's going to take out his, <laughs> his uh, letter opener for the mail, of course, right? That's what you got to do. Right. Vision seems like he's the only one that knows how to use this, right? So he's checking it. They're actually going online and uh, <laughs> the screen is just like a bunch of ones and zeros. <laughs> as if that is how computers were back then. Uh, but then they finally get their first email, but it's like an interception email from Sword saying like the Maximoff anomaly could be like a threat to everybody, right? Right. All of the coworkers get it, but they all just laugh it off because it's it's all jokes, right? There's a laugh track. They just laugh it off. Right. But Vision is like wondering what's going on. He touches the computer, some type of spark pump pops out of his hands, and then he touches Norm's temples of his head, and then Norm remembers everything. He remembers who he is outside this reality. He's worried about his like dad or something, uh, so he needs to find mm-hmm. a phone. But uh, Vision just touches him again, and he goes back into this his sitcom character. Yeah, this freaks out Vision because like Norm was like totally panicking and like looked like he was. In, in pain, but he doesn't know what's going on. So Vision has to like find out if, if Wanda's behind this. So he, he, we see him later confront Wanda. But at this point now, we see the kids and Wanda at home in the living room. And they're talking about how like, oh, they're brothers and they have to like be there for each other. Yeah. And then she starts talking about her brother. And she's like, well, where is he? And she's like, oh, he's like far away. Um, But it's sad to think about him because, you know, in reality, he's dead, right? Right, right. 
Um, but they're playing around with their dog, teaching him some new tricks. So they want to show dad. But then one says, "Oh, he's at work. Don't worry." But the kids are yeah. the kids notice something. It's sa- it was Saturday in morning time, but now he's at work. It doesn't make sense. So here's like a weird thing where the kids are they see the real reality, even though they're, they're ten years old or however they are. Right. And then there's commotion the kids- outside. The kids it feels like they're not under Wanda's control, like how all the other neighbors are, and even like Vision is sometimes. Like the kids are like detached from the spell that Westview is under. Though they're just kids, they're still like naive, but they're not like under Wanda's spell. Yeah, it really seems that way. I mean, earlier when they were babies, she was trying to make them sleep, but they wouldn't sleep. So there's they have yeah, some resistance right. at least, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Now there's a commotion outside. There's always a commotion outside, it seems like, on WandaVision. And it was that drone you were talking about earlier. So Monica is using a 80s-style drone to, uh, you know, do reconnaissance over Wanda's home. And Wanda doesn't like that one, but she uses her powers to, uh, to, to crash that drone. Yeah, and she doesn't know. Monica doesn't know. But Hayward had assigned some people to put, like, a missile on that drone and attack Wanda, right? So... It's just always, this is always happening where like the good person doesn't know that the higher ups had put a weapon on the thing that they're using. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of a reality, but. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like an alert outside that someone's breaching the the perimeter of the hex. So all the agents go out rushing out. Um, Soldiers are there with their guns drawn and Wanda comes out. And when Wanda comes out, she's wearing like her end game clothes that she was wearing then totally like her whatever scarlet witch uniform or whatever she's dragging the destroyed drone and she has her accent back yeah she just tosses that destroyed drone and then abruptly she controls all the soldiers and they point all their guns at hayward uh, so she can mm-hmm. just control minds now that's a new thing and hayward's like you know you're controlling these people you got to let them go. You're like the, a terrorist pretty much. You're kidnapping them. And she's like, I'm not the one with guns. We're all happy in here. You guys just need to leave us alone. And this is when Monica goes up and tries to like say her piece and try to show that not everyone in S.W.O.R.D. is against Wanda. And she's trying to like find a peaceful solution to this. And I guess like she knows that Wanda let her help her when she was giving birth. Oh yeah. Even though she knew like she's not one of them. So in a way, I think Wanda does know that Monica is there to help. Yeah. There's some inkling there, Um, but she's still pissed. She walks back into the hex and we see like kind of a shimmer of the, the perimeter there. Right. Yeah. Like the perimeter turns all red as if like now no one can get in. Oh, and it's like, like before it was like invisible you couldn't see that there's any kind of perimeter now it's like for sure you cannot get in and no one's getting out right yeah yeah it does look that way uh back into the sitcom uh the kids are looking for their lost dog and it turns out that the dog got into agnes's flowers and the dog passed away she he couldn't take whatever the, the flowers were they're poisonous right and Agnes right. was uh, wrapping up the dog and getting it ready to give back to Wanda and the kids. The kids are, of course, like really sad. Yeah. And Wanda senses like, oh, they're going to try to age up again to try to like get past this emotionally. So she has to like talk them out of doing that. Like show, let them kind of sit in the emotions and be okay with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Grow from it. And this also shows like she can't control her kids really. Oh, like they're they're out of her like power. She can't stop them from just aging up. So she has to like tell them not to almost right. And they start talking about 
death and the kids are like you know you i know you have powers mom just bring him back bring back uh sparky and she starts saying like you know it's not the same death is final death is not something you can come back from uh and this is just more like foreshadowing of what is going to happen later but like it's just showing like wanda does have a limit to her power she just can't just bring anyone back from the dead yeah but the kids did mention hey didn't you bring back dad so the kids knew this so that's yeah that's yeah like, what um, okay, so Vision pops by. He he learns about the situation, and we jump to the house, and he is burying the dog in their um, backyard, right? And then Vision confronts Wanda, like, uh, so I just talked to Norm, the real Norm, the real, real Norm, mm-hmm. and he is telling me about how uh, he's being kept here. He He's being mind-controlled, and he's being kind of tortured in this, too. But Wanda's like, uh, just ignore that. I can just make you stop, right? And kind of the, the credits for the TV show start to roll over the screen. <laughs> yeah. But Vision doesn't want to drop it. He even like follows her to the room. And now he's like not even like human flesh anymore. Yeah. We see the real Vision there. Like he's not playing anymore. And they're like full on like arguing about it. They're like floating in the in the room ready, like just screaming at each other. And she's saying, like, why Why do you need to know what's out of Westview? Like, why aren't you happy enough with just us and the boys? And Vision's like, I don't even remember anything before Westview. Yeah. Like, I none of that I remember, right? He doesn't know. He doesn't remember dying. He doesn't know that he's dead, right? All this commotion, right? They're, they're like, not trusting each other. Wanda uh, just won't let Vision know everything. And Vision doesn't trust her at all. Anything could just... Any moment, she's controlling, right? Right. But there's a knock at the door. <laughs> Someone is paying a visit. Yes. Great. This is where I'm both like at the edge of my seat, but also like very worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you have a right to be. <laughs> so, of course, who's visiting is her dead brother, Pietro. Pietro's there. We see the back of his head. Looks like Quicksilver. It's him. Um, but it's not Quicksilver. It's Quicksilver. <laughs> it's, of course, not Aaron Taylor Johnson. It is Evan Peters, Quicksilver of the X-Men universe. And it's playing like the sitcom trope of like, hey, it's a long lost uncle. I'm here, right? Well, uh, the show is losing viewers, so I'm adding a new character. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's doing the best sitcom character of all time. He's doing the Uncle Jesse, right? <laughs> he's leather jacket. That's, that's him. He needs a mullet, though. Yeah. And obviously, like, Vision's like, who is this guy? Like, he doesn't know him, right? Yeah. This is not the Quicksilver that <laughs> anybody knows. <laughs> uh, we see in real world, Darcy's watching this, and she even says, like, oh, my God, she recast Pietro. Right? Yeah, crazy. Which is, it's like true in so many levels because like this is how the show ends, right? The episode ends. And obviously jaw-dropping for most viewers. Uh, I was shocked, but like not happily shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and this... This already like emphasizes like yes, her real brother Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver, his PHO is dead, and she cannot bring back the dead. Okay, right? yeah. So this is like she said a recast. This is like a different being that she created to represent her brother in this world. So like that's why it's not Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I get that, right? Yeah, that yeah. character is dead, but she did create this person just like she created the kids. So they this Quicksilver. This PHO exists now. Whether or not he'll get out of the hex is to be seen. Whether or not, like, I don't know, like, uh, what kind of 
relationship does she have with him? Is this like just for the sitcom world that she created? But like, I hope it is. <laughs> uh, come on, really? <laughs> I don't. Uh, there's too much going on here, and I don't want to. I don't want to peel back the layers to this. You don't. You don't want to buy in. It sounds like. <laughs> I, I'm loving it. Not my. Not my Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, right? There's all the questions you had. I'm wondering, but also like. Is this them fusing the two universes together? Is he the link along with Deadpool, whatever that's going to turn out to be? Is he the Quicksilver of the X-Men you know, universe or is he just an old Westview resident? Is he um, remade, like you said? Like, is he a, a new being maybe? I don't know. Is he okay, a mutant know, too? Like, what's that? <laughs> I, I mean, I know what I want and I know what I think, but I want to hear your thoughts on this because obviously this is like the climax of the episode. So like... It's the only thing everyone's going to be talking about. But what do you think? What do you want? What are your theories of this Pietro? I want him to be of the other universe and he's being pulled into this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe her powers, however they work, it peaked out like an alternate universe Pietro. And she plucked him out of them and, you know, inserted him into this universe. And after this, after the hex fades away, after Wanda is like, you know, not insane anymore. (laughs) <laughs> she can uh, just go about him not being her brother necessarily, but uh, a friend maybe. I don't know. Okay. What do you say? Here's my unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't like his Quicksilver. I think <laughs> his special effects were cool, but I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's character was way better. Okay. Um, I get the fact that Aaron Taylor Johnson, like I said, is dead in this world and she cannot bring back him. So she recasts him, right? May I think she made this being to be her brother and that's why it doesn't look like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think being Evan Peters is just a nod to the fans. Hmm. It's not a connected. It's not that Quicksilver. Um, That Quicksilver did not have a twin sister. I think he he obviously had a sister. I don't think it was a twin sister. All right. right. Okay. Uh, Very different characters style-wise. Like one is goofy. One is more serious. Um, I think Evan Peters' Quicksilver is actually, if you just judge by what it looks like, it looks like he's faster too. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really? Um, but I think this version, this Quicksilver is also separate from that Fox version and that this guy is just a creation and he's in the hex and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't survive past a series and maybe he's like a casualty of the end of the show. I don't think he's going to continue on past this. I don't think he's going to be like in the Avengers or whatever future X-Men things. I I think this is just a friendly nod, be like tongue in cheek. Uh, hey, 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 Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio <laughs> pointing at the TV. I could be that. I was thinking maybe this could be a branch somehow of them like spurring up the mutant thing, right? Where maybe he has powers. Yeah, does this does this Quicksilver have powers, or is he just the brother of Pietro? That's a question. Oh, I don't know. I think he'll I think he'll be super fast. I think he'll have the mutant powers because her brother did. So I think she's doing that. But as far as like being her real brother, I don't think it's a real brother. You know, she, this is like her kid. She created it, right? Okay. Um, I, I I wish it was Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so funny. I mean, they pick like the I, best sitcom character to model him after too. John Stamos. It, I mean, it fits. You, you know, it fits. It fits. Who's the popsicle? So good. Um, I I hope it. I I re- truly hope it's not the same Quicksilver from the Fox movies because then that's too much baggage. Too much like picking of like what you want to pick and choose from that canon. Oh, yeah. So I hope it's just like, you know, I hope it's just like a friendly, like funny for the fans. But when we get X-Men, it's a clean slate. All right. All right. 
I hope, I don't know, I hope there's a happy middle somewhere where we both enjoy. I, I'm liking that show. This is my favorite episode so far. There's the 90s stuff or the 80s stuff, whatever era we're in. It's really fun for me. Like I have a smile throughout the whole thing because this is my favorite sitcom era for sure. Yeah, I definitely like this era of, era of sitcom. This is, I think, the golden time yeah, of sitcom, right? totally. <laughs> the golden age. Uh, if you're from all the footage I've seen so far, I feel like there's only one more generation to go, right? Like I think the so. early 2000s. It looks like when they're just talking straight to the camera, like a mockumentary style sitcom, right? Maybe there's a like grungy era because she had a flannel at one point. Maybe that's like the uh, what's that Clara Danes TV show? Maybe what was that? Yeah, my soul called life. Yeah, maybe yeah. that era. Yeah, that's like 2000s, right? Okay, okay. So I think that there's gonna be one more of those, which would be in like episode six. So that means like the next. The final three episodes will just be present time battling who's going to win sword versus Wanda kind of stuff. Uh, I I think there's going to be more characters we know showing up. Yeah. There was an, a note where Monica was like, uh, well, I know an aerospace engineer that can handle right. this. I fr- I'm not really 100% sure who she's talking about. But... Okay. Here's my theories on that. Okay. I'm glad you, you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Sword, when we first saw Sword in episode three or episode four, um, remember they're like, oh, Sword's kind of grounded now. We yeah. lost our half our astronauts and the ones that survived the snap don't want to leave Earth anymore. They're scared. So I think, and then they're like building a giant ship in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Sword is now forced to use scientists instead of just astronauts to do their missions. Maybe a family of scientists. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Maybe uh, the brother of the family is like a pilot slash aerospace engineer guy. Ooh, okay. Uh, I see what you're doing there. And from the promos I've seen before, because they're talking about building something that has like all this armor and protection to get into the hex, right? That's what they're talking about. All right. She's like, I need a fallout that has like this layer of whatever, this protection, whatever. And I think that's a like, it looks like the rover tank thing that they show in one of the promos, just like driving straight into there. Huh, okay. I don't recall this specifically. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm guessing we're going to see it in the next episode, but like they build, like, it almost looks like a Mars rover with a lot of armor just drives straight into the town and busting through like the hex force field. So who makes that? I don't know. I think it might be too early to say like a Fantastic Four member helped make this or whatever. But I don't know who would be a comic book character that we've already seen help develop this. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm trying to think through like when uh, they timed out their announced one division and when they got fam- uh, Fantastic Four. But maybe it works out. Who knows? Maybe they changed. Swap that mean, out. We know the we know the Fantastic Four movie is already going to come and it's being made and they have a director. So I would assume if they're going to start laying seeds, it's going to be soon. Yeah, could be. I have no idea. But that was for sure my favorite episode. I don't know what you're lying about. <laughs> oh, fuck this. Fuck this show. I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's making you feel something, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Fox should have bought Disney. That's what should have happened. Oh, oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> they would have saved Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> oh, God. So... I don't, this could lead to many more theories. If 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 Evan Peters could come up and show up in the MCU as the character he played in the X Men, like what's the limit now? We know Ryan Reynolds is going to still be Deadpool. Like, is it either bring everybody back or nobody, or do you care if it's like a pick and choose who is going to 
continue on playing these characters from the Fox movies. That's the thing. If they're doing a pick and choose, it's like such a puzzle. And I actually trust, I trust them to like figure out the puzzle. Look at all these like puzzles they fit together already. Are we, you're putting, you think we're putting too much faith in them? Um, I, I just don't want them to muddy the waters on a, on a, point where they're already getting into multiverse and timelines that's getting really confusing for the average viewer you're gonna like throw all these characters that we've seen in other movies now that have no connection and force these connections it's like be careful (laughs) be very careful be careful with my emotions marvel be careful what you do there all right Obviously, this is the best episode so far. Yes. This is the biggest one. Thank you. I expect I expect every episode now to just be better and better, and I expect the finale to be a game changer for all of MCU. Whether or not they just say like mutants are here now, or or we see Wanda change reality in a greater scale, I think uh, this show is. It's weird that this show is streaming and not a movie because I feel like it's going to affect everything. And if you don't watch the show, how are you going to even know what's going on in the movies later? That's the thing. I think they know they got an audience and you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it. You have to if you're going to be a Marvel fan. And that's that's how they got you. Okay. All right. Well, we're over halfway done with the show now. Mm-hmm. I am confident that the show is going to end with a bang, something huge. I can't wait. Um, I think, God damn it, Aaron Taylor Johnson, why didn't you just come back? Okay. All right. I'm just, I don't know. I'll let you say whatever you want to say. I'm loving it. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I just want to see more. I, I, I want to see the awkwardness in the next episode when, uh, you know, Petro's walking around the house. It's, it's Uncle Petro and, and the kids are trying to figure out like, I thought you were dead. What's going on now? Cause they, they knew it. Right. Yeah. Ah, whatever i don't know yeah i have uh we'll see episode six if they can bring me back to enjoying the show there's a possibility right there's a possibility kind of pissed <laughs> all right we'll see in episode six when chris evans shows up as human torch <laughs> i thought you're gonna talk about uh michael b jordan coming back as human torch <laughs> <laughs> yes do that uh there's also like i've seen so many rumors and speculations online that it's just ridiculous now, I think. They're just throwing whatever they want just to get it as weird as possible. I heard, like, Tobey Maguire is going to show up as his Spider-Man in this. In this? Like, no. Why? That's, that's too much. So, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that Evan Peters showed up as Quicksilver, so I guess there's no limit, but uh, I'm not I'm not super happy about it. Well, okay. I'm sorry you're not feeling this episode, but I'm still enjoying the sh- show so far. Um, so that was episode five of WandaVision. Guys, if you guys want to talk more about WandaVision, you can find us on all our social medias at the Reader Copy Podcast is where you can find us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Reader Copy. We're on all major podcast platforms, whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, or you can stream us on Spotify. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with our regular show. That's the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about all comic book news and uh, a new comic book story. Uh, until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with uh, whatever outro you got for this? <laughs> baby, we got love. Baby, we got love. Baby, we got one division. That's that was totally off. Melody was so off. Perfect. I hate myself. Perfect. <laughs> all right, see you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys.